welcome back to the Rewind That Take podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Stromboli, and we're back with another episode. Not the busiest day in sports, but the U.S. Open is in full, and so is the College World Series. So we're going to focus on both of those things for today, and let's dive straight into it. Starting off with the U.S. Open, Ricky Fowler leads the field staying at a score of 10 under through 36 holes. And it is a very historic round from Ricky Fowler, who has never quite grasped the major championship, but he is the closest he has ever been. The total score of 130 through two days is tied Kamer's performance at Pinehurst in 2014 for the fewest strokes through two days. So, I mean, that's pretty historic. For a guy that's also never won a major, Fowler also has got second. Fowler got second in that 2014 U.S. Open where Martin Kamer also shot a 130 through two days. So a little bit of interesting tidbits. Uh, round two for Fowler was a lot more interesting than round one was. He kind of had to go through everything to stay level. And he had he carded six bogeys in that round where he went two under. So six bogeys and eight birdies to finish at 68. Kind of a back and forth round. Uh, in the back nine, he ended up shooting one over 36, bogeying 10, 11 before birdieing 12, bogeying 13, birdieing 15, or excuse me, birdieing 15 bogeying 16 and then birdieing 17 so continues to go up and down up and down I mean the biggest thing to take away from Ricky Fowler's round right now is that he's 10 under putting up a historic performance and he's only one shot above the the second place uh, at nine under who's Wyndham Clark uh Xander Shoffley also had a 68 yesterday which was I mean excuse me a 62 yesterday which was unprecedented. Uh, but then he followed that up with a 70, so he stays at 8-under, but still in it. And then rounding out that top three is Roy McIlroy, tied at 8-under with a 65-67. He said his emphasis has been smart play this week, and it is seems to be working right now. With two consistent rounds, I mean, I would consider that one of the better, one of the better players as we go into the weekend. So what to expect from these guys? Who is like there? Who is kind of like, you might have to watch out for this guy. Um, I'm looking right now at the leaderboard, and I like Ricky Fowler to stay in this. My confidence for him winning this tournament are not so high. Uh, just because he's, it feels like he's been in this situation before, and we've seen him fall under the pressure, but he is playing the best golf. In his mind, he's playing the best golf he can, and you know how mental golf is. Golf is so mental, and I, I like how Fowler's playing right now. He, he seems to have the confidence, but to have a historic round as he's had and only have a one-shot lead heading into the weekend, he's down. He's bound for a ugly round, and hopefully round two was that quote-unquote ugly round, but if we're yet to see that, it's going to be a struggle for Fowler. Uh when it comes to mine, obviously I'm looking at Rory McIlroy. He's going five under, three under. It seems like he's been the most consistent in the field so far. 
today's going to tell us a lot. A later tea time on everybody in a, not in the West Coast. So we're going to have to be watching this well into the night. But Rory tees off Central Time 529. So that's something to little that's going to be the guy I'm watching today to see how he reacts he's sitting in a great spot if you go two or three under today you continue to put the pressure on Fowler who has to go two or three under today I mean this course I just want to say this course is not that easy I mean the scores are low but the the course if you mess up you're gonna you're gonna pay for it and Brooks Kepka came out and said he didn't like this course because the scores were too or the, the scores were too low for him well, tell me, where's Brooks Kepka on the leaderboard? All the way at 30th, he's even through two days. I don't think he has much room to talk, to be honest. I mean, sure, you won a few. You won in the latest major, but that's not any. I feel like there was a lot of hype about Brooks Kepka this week, and that's partially why I'm upset because he did not deserve that. He He played a great golf round. And he deserves to be applauded for that golf round. But to be debating this guy with one of the great with Tiger Woods is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, and it's astonishing that people would even think about it. He's nowhere near that. Even if he won this week, he's still not anywhere near it. Just because you win a few tournaments doesn't mean anything. Not to mention this guy played in Live, so we didn't even we couldn't even see his potential on the PGA, where it's considered way more competitive. I mean, sure, the fields are kind of leveled out now, but he wasn't winning that much on live either. So how can you go out there and say that this guy is one of the – this guy can be up there with the greatest when he's only – when he's – he didn't even win this week, and they were already talking about him winning. To me, that's frustrating to the game because you can't do that. I feel like that's a lot of hype going into the one of the hardest sports – I think the hardest sport in the world. And you're, you're going to bring out a guy and you're going to say like, oh, yeah, he's going to win this week. He's, he's one of the greatest. That's ridiculous. Calling the course uh, easy or whatever you want to say. Not a, I'm not a fan of this course. You're not even in the top 20. So I think he, there's a lot of work. There's a lot to be said about people that want to talk like that when they're not even there. Uh, and I know a lot of people are going to say, look, he won the last major. He deserves to be able to talk. Phil Mickelson won a major, and I don't. And if he talked afterwards, everybody would call him out on it. Look, this guy's a great golfer, but to be one of the greats, you have to play everywhere, right? So I think this week will be a lesson to all the media that kind of hyped him up. Let's get back to golf. Let's take a little bit of more chill round. Uh, also, I'm looking at Sam Bennett from the newly performed amateur who somehow finds himself in the top 10 again, similar to his master's performance. I like him in the top 10 this tournament. I don't like him much better. I don't like him much worse. I think he'll float around 10. He's sitting at five under right now. I could see him going two or three under to finish this tournament. Uh, the guy that I – I mean, to, if I'm looking at the leaderboard to break out, I'm calling out Brooks Kepka. He better break out if he wants to be able to do so, say that this course is playing too easy. Um, same thing for Cam Smith and Scotty Scheffler. They're sitting at four and five under, so two good enough rounds to stay in it. If they want to moving days, it'll be big for them. And I think that's going to be where all of us are watching, like to see if they can figure it out. Uh, I like their chances. They're both a veteran golfers out here. It's all about hitting the fairway. 
they tend to do a good job. The guy that I think might drop off is Dustin Johnson, and we already saw it this week. He had a big eight on number two in the second round, but he was able to rebound nicely and finish with the 70. So he was four over through two, and then four over through four. He wasn't really able to pick up strokes. He was four over through seven, and then he was able to slowly grab the rebound, starting on eight, then getting another one on 12, 15, and 18. So it's the slow grind for these guys. And to be honest, it looks like a great, great time to watch golf. It looks nice out there. It, it looks fun. Los Angeles Country Club is certainly bringing it. And uh, I think the U.S. – this is going to be a tight U.S. Open. Uh, I, I really like – I think this is going to be a good weekend to watch golf. And we've seen playoff, playoffs and playoffs recently. But this week, I, I think we could be heading towards something similar. It seems like something we're going to watch down in the wire. But we're going to see another update tomorrow. So I'll give you guys another one then. Let's switch into the College World Series. Well, two come comeback wins yesterday. Florida coming back and winning, uh, excuse me, beating Virginia in the ninth inning. And then the same thing with Oral Roberts. They scored four runs in the ninth inning to come back and beat TCU. So Oral Roberts has had a kind of a Cinderella run into this tournament. I mean, TCU is unranked as well, but they put in the Big 12, a lot of good baseball in there. And, um, this is kind of like the Cinderella run that we we saw in March Madness not too long ago. These guys were coming into this tournament not expecting a lot, and they just had a little bit of belief, and sure enough, boom, they're right back into this, and they avenged a loss that they had to TCU last year, which eliminated them. So uh, ORU is definitely going to be an interesting story coming up because they have been – uh, hitting the ball and, and the clutch. I mean, talk about clutch sc- scoring to come back against TCU uh, is plenty for me to say that this team might be a threat. I mean, last year we saw two unranked teams in the finals. So for them to win today was pretty special. Uh, and TCU is, a, I think, one of the better teams in the College World Series. Um, you, outside of Wake Forest, who's the number one seed and haven't looked like they've missed a step at all, it has to be TCU as the other, like, yeah, I like that team. I think that they're going to do well. Virginia and Florida, I mean, we'll talk about them in a second, but the Oral Roberts-TCU series, uh, I was, before this uh, World Series started, when they were just scheduled to play each other, I liked one of those teams to make it all the way. But we'll see now that, uh, I was expecting TCU to win. Uh, I was looking at TCU as that team that I, I was going to take all the way. But now that ORU is in the mix, they're going to have to wait, and we're going to have to find out if they can win another game. Let's uh, move to the other game, Virginia-Florida. Florida ends the game in the big uh, with a big bottom of the ninth, three runs, including a sack fly with the bases loaded to win the game over Virginia. Virginia is a great baseball team, but Florida played – better in the last part of this game. I mean, I can't say enough about the resilience of, of this team. And now as a, they're the second-best team in this tournament, and they, they played like it last night, coming back and winning this game. Can they make it to the world's, the College World Series? There's a lot of baseball left to be played, in my opinion. You, I, I'm not going to get too ahead here, but f- just resilience for that team. Uh, backs against the wall, everything to fight for, and 
sure enough, you come up big one more time, one more time, and you keep it going. Today's game is Wake Forest and Tennessee. Wake Forest versus Stanford, Tennessee versus LSU. When I was looking at the other side, I was looking at this Wake Forest Stanford matchup. Uh, winner of this, I think, can take care of LSU if LSU beats Tennessee. So can take over the winner of that matchup, and I think they can beat the lose the winner. Excuse me of TCU and Virginia. So I like both either one of those teams to make it. Now Texas should be in this right now, but they couldn't catch a pop fly. So. Stanford carries out momentum with them. Maybe they can mess with Wake Forest today, but Wake Forest is going to be a tough team to reckon with. So hopefully they can uh, make that game interesting. But uh, Wake Forest is I, – I, when you watch – if you watch them at all in the playoffs, they have looked so dominant. It's so hard to put anything against them. So until I see a, a chink in the armor, I'm just going to go ahead and say Wake Forest wins. And in game two, Tennessee kind of on their own Cinderella run, but it's going to be difficult to be LSU. I, I think the LSU is going to win that game as well, uh, but we'll see. I mean, I was wrong yesterday. I, I had TCU and Florida, and TCU lost. So anything can happen in the College World Series. Biggest takeaways today, Ricky Fowler leads the U.S. Open at 10 under. Roy McIlroy sits two strokes behind. And third, tied for third with Xander Shoffley. So both those guys sit two strokes behind. Wyndham Clark in second. Who can make a run at it? Sam Bennett seems to find a way to make it inside the top 10 once again. Can he make a run at it? We'll see. And Brooks Kepka is talking a lot for a guy sitting in 30th place. Can we finally cancel that GOAT talk? Let's move on. And then the headlines for the College World Series. Everybody fighting. Everybody has a chance. ORU takes game one versus TCU, and game two is decided in the bottom of the ninth with a sack fly giving Florida the two seed to win over number seven, Virginia. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to check out our website at windthattape.com and our social medias on Instagram, on Twitter, and we'll see you guys on the next one.